I want to see what that dad bod can do out there. Not buying your banjos around the campfire. Shove them up your ass. Welcome in to Football and Other F-Words. My name is Zach Lyons. You can follow me on Twitter at F-WordsPod. Football and Other F-Words is, of course, a podcast on the 440 Sports Network, but also a member, card-carrying member, a founder, a founding podcast and content for broadwaysportsmedia.com. You can still go get the deal. Use the promo code INSIDERS to get the first month for 99 cents. Great content. Uh, to, I'm recording this on Tuesday night. I have written about all 29 cuts, and I have done uh, write-ups on 24 different players that can help the teams. I'm exhausted. So this is going to be a quick episode. It's just going to be a solo show. It's going to be a quick episode. Uh, transaction reaction episode. Do you like that? A little alliteration, sort of? Is it alliteration or just rhyming? Who, who gives a shit? Ain't nobody in here to correct me, so that's all right. Listen, before we get into it, this show is sponsored by Jasper's, which is the next evolution of Sports Bar. You guys didn't even go and go eat there. And if you did, you forgot to tag me in a photo and send a photo. So you got to go do that. I'm going to give you the whole month of September to make it out to Jasper's Nashville to get possibly. You got to get drawn out of a little drawing but to get $50 of your bar tab covered. And if you go during a Titans game and watch a Titans game, there could be up to 75. The economy is in ruins and shambles and food prices are sky high, but that's okay because I'm paying for you. So you might as well go get a free meal on me or at least tempt to and try the delicious food at Jasper's in Nashville. It is so awesome. I cannot Tell you enough how good the food is there and how cold the beer is. Because that's that's the key, right? You don't want to go and get shitty food and then have, like, warm beer. You know, or just like, oh, well, we got Miller Lite and Bud Light. Well, you won't. Well, no. You know, you got to get some craft beer. You got to have some good cocktails. Get you some great food. You get it all at Jasper's Nashville. And you get the TV. And it's a fancy kind of looking high-class restaurant's next evolution sports bar. So if you take your wife, you're kind of tricking her into going with you. If you take your, you know, a significant other, a family member who doesn't really like sports, go go here because there's other stuff they can do and pay attention to. And you kind of like get a little get a little football action in behind their back. You could, you know, position yourself to watch a TV. So that's Jasper's in Nashville. So cuts, cuts, cuts is all today. Now, you know, this is a football owner of F-Words. We like to get a little saucy, a little spicy. And like I said, I'm exhausted. But that's okay. We are going to get a little spicy here. Because let's first off talk about that I myself am a roster genius. I got 47 of 53 uh, people right. Now, granted... I could have gone the safe route and got 48 of 53 and not put Brett Kern on there. But I wanted to put Brett Kern on there. And you can go hear my thoughts on Brett Kern over on a football show that was uh, on Monday. You can go to 440 Sports YouTube page, figure that out. And 
I already said that I think they should have kept him. I put it in the article why they should keep him. I said it on the show I should keep him, so we're not going to do it. Just, you know, it's just to play keep away. It didn't happen, and it's okay. And I didn't, I don't like playing things safe. I don't like playing things, you know, you know, with, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I'm not here to have to worry about that. What we're going to talk about today is the rest of the cuts. And specifically, let's start off with that Malik Willis won the job. I said he was going to win the job. You know, after Saturday's performance, I, I thought that he could do everything Logan Woodside can. I thought Logan Woodside has fought some epic backup battles the last few years. And he lost this one because Malik Willis is a force of nature that will not be denied. Now, I said at the very outset of this whole thing that Malik Willis would have to go win it. It's not going to be handed to him. None of these positions are handed to anybody. You have to earn your position on the roster, and he did. So good, good for Malik Willis. Let's all be happy about that, that he has shown progress year, a game after game after game, week after week after week. And now he's going to be learning for weeks on end and improving every week without the pressure of having to start a game. Huge win for Malik Willis. Huge win for this football team. We then go to the running backs. One of the biggest surprises, and definitely one I did not pick, was Julius Chestnut making the roster. Now, I have been told that I apparently owe people, owe Julius Chestnut an apology because I had the audacity to compare him to Makai Sargent. Look, I loved Makai Sargent. I don't think that's a bad thing to be compared to. In fact, I think Makai Sargent was a little bit better than Julius Chestnut last year, but it's all about making the team. I am happy for Julius Chestnut. I think he does bring, you know, if Derrick Henry were to go down, he's almost like a Deontay Foreman-esque kind of running back that can, just in case, you know, Haskins isn't really getting everything clicking for him yet. But the problem I have with the Julius Chestnut signing is how the, a fifth running back, including a fullback, a fifth running back over David Anini? Over technically a sixth wide receiver? I, I get that it's Des Fitzpatrick, but hell, we'll get to the wide receivers in a minute, but kind of would be nice to have that sixth wide receiver over a fifth running back. Over, you're going to keep Julius Chestnut over maybe some linebacker depth on the inside. Really, you could have maybe taken away one of these seven fucking defensive linemen. But to me, a little head scratching, a little odd. I do think that when obviously roster wire, waiver wire transactions are going to happen here soon, you know, at some at later today, he's probably going to be one of the first guys cut. But good for him to, to be rewarded by his play a roster spot on this team. He deserved it. He worked hard at it, and it translated from practice to field. As we move to the wide receivers, there's a guy that that does not pertain to. There is a guy that works really hard in practice, but it did not translate on the field this year. 
And that's Mason Kinsey. Please, for the love of God, someone sign Mason Kinsey to their practice squad that's not the Tennessee Titans. I cannot handle the 0% objectivity of Titans Rossi on Twitter anymore, or the Titans Upload guy, too, who both thought that Mason Kinsey, hell, Titans Rossi said Mason Kinsey was going to get 400 yards this year. I get that he's your friend, relative, you guys drinking buddies, hunting buddies, you go to your MAGA rallies or whatever together. But in all honesty, if you're if that's the content you're going to be putting out on your account where there is no objectivity to it, and you're just going to waste everybody's time with your content, shut down your YouTube and just film it for each other and just, you know, you guys get into a room or you guys, you know, get on Zoom and talk to each other about Mason Kinsey. Because I'm tired of reading it, and I don't necessarily read it. I have them both mood, muted. But I, it does get sent in group chats, their tweets do, to make, to make fun of, as, as group chats are wont to do. So I'm tired of it. Get Mason Kinsey out of here. Des Fitzpatrick didn't make it. Don't owe him an apology. He owes me an apology. Uh, I think it's it's one of the worst decisions, draft picks that John Robinson has made. And there's there's some iffy ones out there, right? I would put it right underneath Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I think it's an was an awful draft pick at the time, just like the Isaiah Wilson one was. There's various forms of communication where I have said both. So in fact, the night of the draft. I recorded a podcast about with Mike Herndon on the Isaiah Wilson reaction, and I hated it. I I thought it was a reach. This Des Fitzpatrick, I've always thought it was a reach. I hate it. He started coming on really strong, but he just couldn't hold on to the spot. He couldn't put it all together in a consistent for uh, basis. You know, I, I kind of think that maybe they just completely give up on him and maybe don't even bring him to the practice squad. I'd be a little surprised, but it's possible. And then, oh, Racy McMath. You son of a bitch. You had to go and get injured. Had to go get put on IR. And here's the thing. This makes sense as to why the Titans worked out three wide receivers, right? And one of those is Vincent Smith. And I wrote about Vincent Smith uh, in an article that's already been out. It was released late last night. It's the latest Zach attack. What's next for the Titans roster? And Vincent Smith is a guy that people saw highlights of. uh, He's the reason why Caleb Farley was getting traded during the Tampa Bay joint practices. Um, he was snatching up ankles left and right. He's 6'2", 196 pounds, and he runs a 4.38. Now, he, I think he, he was with the Texans when Tim Kelly was there. I think when you're talking about a guy like this that they've already brought in, I think that they were testing out these speedy wide receivers, Daz Newsome among them, because they knew already knew Racy McMath was going to be going on IR once the 53-man roster was done. And you put him on the IR after the 53-man roster is done because you can bring him back. If you put him on IR 
before the rosters, he's out for the year. So they're, they're, they went ahead and put him on IR. I, I think he's a strong possibility. I think that when you're talking about replacing Mace, Racy McMath, another guy to be thinking about is, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, and it's probably the most likely out of all the things I'm going to say, Marcus Johnson could be coming back. He has deep speed. We know he can't stay healthy, but we only need we only need to see him on the field for like four or five games until Racy McMath comes back, right? He knows the offense. He has Ryan Tannehill's trust. He did have like a 90-yarder performance. He can do a, a lot of what Racy McMath can do. He got cut by the San Francisco 49ers. Makes sense to bring him in. I personally... Out of all the wide receivers available that were cut or released, not including already free agents like Will Fuller, who would be my number one choice, Preston Williams would be my go-to. I think it comes down to, for this team, though, I don't think Tyler Johnson really fits anything the Tennessee Titans need. Reggie Roberson is on the practice squad. They can easily just elevate or will probably be on the practice squad so that they can elevate him if they need him. I think that also a name is Kiki Kuti, who knows the Tim Kelly system, who knows the Tim Kelly route tree, who can get deep. So if, I, if I'm putting it between my number one choice is Preston Williams. If I'm giving you what's most likely, I would say Marcus Johnson one, Kiki Kuti two, and Vincent Smith three. And I think Kiki Kuti and Vincent Smith are very, it's like almost like 1A, 1B, 1C. Like I could see, I wouldn't be surprised any three of those guys were on this team in a, few, in a week. Obviously, I would like Will Fuller. The Titans have got themselves in a predicament, though, because if Traylon Burks, you know, he's got to be consistent. He's got to stay healthy. But they're, they're setting themselves up for situations similar to last year where guys are in and out of the lineups and they're trying to, to piece this offense all together. It doesn't take much for that to happen to this team. I, I would feel a lot better about this team if they signed two wide receivers or claimed a wide receiver and signed one. They need to bring in two wide receivers and I'd feel a whole lot better. And I don't think those wide receivers are guys they cut today on their, that was formerly on their roster this offseason. Then we moved to tight end. Tommy Hudson uh, just always stays injured. And I had him on the on the um the my final 53 and I was hesitant. It bit me in the ass because of it, he was injured and nobody knew. I guess it's a safe bet to always just assume he's injured, but he's injured. And there is no nobody on the waiver wire that is worth claiming or talking about. But I do have four tight ends that are free agents now that can be signed. Those tight ends are O.J. Howard, Anthony Ferkser, Michael Pruitt, Jeremy Sprinkle. You're only looking for someone out of this group it's not a sexy name, right? You're looking for someone that is in between Jeff Swaim and Tommy Hudson. Because unless you're going out to trade for somebody, 
or you're going to build a tight end in a laboratory and try to get it past, you know, by by league standards as a human. This is what you got. And this is the best of what you got. I think it's like really highly likely that you're going to see Michael Pruitt back. Because before he got injured, he was easily the best tight end on this roster in 2021. I think that you have to keep a guy like Michael Pruitt. You have to go get him. He can block. He can catch. He knows the offense. He knows Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill trusts him, and he doesn't drop balls like Anthony Ferkser. You can still disguise what you're running with Michael Pruitt out there. In fact, you sign Michael Pruitt, he's probably going to get past Jeff Swain pretty easily for snaps. The second guy that I would take on this list is O.J. Howard. And look, O.J. Howard has never lived up to his draft type. And he wasn't going to. I know that there are people that think that the Titans should have drafted O.J. Howard over Corey Davis at some point and all this stuff. It wouldn't have changed O.J. Howard's career. He is what he is. He's a guy that can that got signed by the Buffalo Bills, was given a fully guaranteed $3 million, over $3 million contract, fully guaranteed, and could not beat out a seventh-round draft pick and, a, and an undrafted free agent to get off from fourth on the depth chart on an offense that doesn't even really use the tight end all that much. And they cut him. And they have already paid the money. So now you got O.J. Howard, who can come in and be your tight end for, if you're the Tennessee Titans. And you could probably get him for the vet minimum. Low risk. Middle reward. He's not going to go crazy or anything, but he's tied in four. And again, a lot like Michael Pruitt, he hides and disguises what you're going to do when he's out there. The next one on the list, in order, Jeremy Sprinkle. Now listen, he's not, I don't know, he's kind of a sexy name. I mean, Jeremy Sprinkles, you know, Sprinkles, Strippers, I think that would be a kind of a sexy name. But... He's not some elite talent. He's a great pass blocker, and I think that's huge. If you were looking for more athletic, well, I'd say slightly more athletic Jeff Swain, then you got Jeremy Sprinkle. I think he's faster, and I think he's a better blocker, in a, but he's not going to do anything that Chig and Austin Hooper can do at their level as a pass catcher. I know he had some injury issues. But he did play in the preseason. I do think that he's a guy that could, as tight end four, help fill a void. Because when you're looking at these back-end roster positions, most of them have to fill a void. But if the Titans are going to go, I don't know, from like 22% 12 personnel to 29% 12 personnel, then you need a, a fourth tight end more than likely. And the last on the list is Anthony Ferkser. He's dead last on the list. He's he's tears below all three guys. It's if you're needing a tight end, it's it's hard out here to find one. If you're needing a player anyway, it's hard to find one. But tight end specifically, but these are the four guys. I'm out on Anthony first. So I don't I don't want to see him back. We move to the offensive line. Jordan Ruse got cut. Xavier Newman Johnson 
got cut. Two guys I thought were fringe roster players. The Titans traded for Dennis Daly for some fucking odd reason, traded away a fifth-round pick to get the coveted Dennis Daly. Is Dennis Daly better than both those guys I just mentioned? Yes. But are you using a fifth-round pick for that? Is that smart? Probably not. You know, I've learned to try not to be too judgmental up front on these trades. Because you got to remember, the Titans did trade for Dennis Kelly, and we all know how that worked out. This could be some kind of magic trade where he gets here and our offensive line coaches and staff are just 10 times better than Carolina's coaches and staff, which is entirely possible because Carolina's coaches and staffs are full of buffoons and goobers. They're not a good staff. So it's hard for me to judge anybody that played poorly on that staff because they probably weren't coached well enough to play, to play at the NFL level by that staff. Frabel and this staff is a little bit different. Unless you ask like uh, some, some guys on Twitter, I think it was Diddy and Kevin Johnson, like Kevin should have just stayed on Facebook. But they, they said that Keith Carter's the problem. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, he, he, you can only work with what you're given. And so far, what he's been given is the problem. I, I think that the team brings back Dennis Kelly. So we got Michael Pruitt, Marcus Johnson, Dennis Kelly rising from the dead to bring this team a Super Bowl. But doesn't it make all the sense in the world to bring Dennis Kelly? It, he cut you, Marco Jones. He starts fights. He's not good at his job. He can't play either position that he's supposed to supposedly play. He's he's just not a good player. Eat the 900K. Like, what is 900K in the big scheme of things? Eat the 900K, kick him to the curb, and bring in Dennis Kelly. You buy so much goodwill for this fan base if you did that. Because you really should never let him go. For Kendall Lamb, who is Jamarco Jones, who is David Questenberry, who is Bobby Hart. They're all the same guy. They're all they're all below average players. And Dennis Kelly is at least at his worst an average player. Now, Dennis Kelly has been struggling with some injuries, so he may not be healthy, but that is something to keep an eye on. But I think you bring in Dennis Kelly. I will say, though, there is a guy by the name, and it's the best name ever. There is a guy by the name of Arlington Hambright. Best name for an offensive lineman. You should not bring him in because he's not very good, but what an amazing name. I do think that one guy that they should claim tomorrow is Alec Lindstrom, who is a center from Boston College, which would make some sense for this team to snag him. But also, he's an athletic center who did not allow a sack all preseason. And you claim him, put him on the 53, and you cut Corey Levin. Because Alec Lindstrom has more upside than Corey Levin. You can get Alec Lindstrom up to speed in your offense. He's the perfect fit. Let him learn behind Ben Jones. If Ben Jones even goes down with injury, just put Aaron Brewer there and put, if Alec Lindstrom isn't 100% ready, and put Dylan Reigns at left guard. There's your future. I do not trust Aaron Brewer 
to be a long-term viable starter at either center or guard. He may do well this year, but I am not I'm not believing just yet that he can do it first off a full 17 games, but he can do it multiple seasons in a row. I think Alec Lindstrom can. And I think that that it would be a genius move. That's a that's a 2023 future building move to go ahead and get Alec Lindstrom. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball. Whoa, seven defensive linemen? I mean, I had six, so not too far off because I thought Deshaun Hand was making it. But holy crap. Who is Kevin Strong and why is Kevin Strong on this team? Why is Kevin Strong more important, the seventh defensive lineman more important than David Anini, Chris Jackson, uh, a six-wide receiver? Hell, I think Logan Woodside's probably more valuable than Kevin Strong. I worry, even though we should have already heard news if this was just the case, I worry about what's going on with Danico Autry. What, what, what's going on there? So hopefully them keeping seven defensive linemen is just because they got to the back end of the roster and they've already cut a bunch of people and they're just like, well, I guess we'll just, if we have to choose between Kevin and Andrew, Kevin Strong and Andrew Rupsich. I guess we're choosing Kevin Strong. We just kind of let this roster get away from us for a second. We shouldn't, we should have made our list before we called. So I hope this has nothing to do with Danico Autry. But it is a perplexing thing that a team that only typically deploys maybe two or two at the two the majority of the time, two defensive linemen the majority of the time, that they're keeping seven. I'm just so fucking confused. I don't get it. I hope it works out. You move to the linebacker position exactly like I thought. Uh, Buck said on his show that he didn't think Chance Campbell was going to make it, and uh, and something uh, something else. But like I don't know what Buck was thinking saying that man. I don't know if he was on the sauce or not. But that was crazy. Of course, Chance Campbell was making it. It'd be crazy for him not to. He he played well. He earned a spot. Don't understand why he wouldn't have made this team, especially at a position where. There wasn't anybody else really to put in there. I think he was only going three inside linebackers, which is just insane. Crazy, crazy talk, crazy talk, Buck. Outside linebackers, nailed it. Four, four outside linebackers, all four were going to be there. David and Ninny, you know, I thought he was going to be the last guy left off the list or the guess the first guy, I don't know. If there were 54 players, I feel like he would be on there. Unfortunately, there's 53, so he's not on there. I think he played well enough to obviously make the practice squad, and I think he played well enough that if Ola Denny gets injured, David Anini can come in. The def- the cornerbacks was and defensive backfield had the two biggest surprises of the day. Trey Avery making the team, really three surprises. Trey Avery, Trey Avery making the team. Chris Jackson not making the team and Theo Jackson not making the team. Oh, fourth. Here's a fourth one. AJ Moore making the fucking team. That loser. AJ Moore sucks. He's not a good special teams player. He's not a good def- defender. He he's a waste of space. I hope he's cut before the, the thing starts. Cause I, I'm tired of keeping these Jags around for no reason. That Jaguar is just a guy. 
I'm tired of keeping these just the guys around. Sick of it. AJ Morgan, I'm out of here. I cannot believe they let Theo they cut Theo Jackson. You could have kept Theo Jackson over AJ Moore because they're both going to probably see the same amount of playing time. And I understand that Theo Jackson got burnt in one game, but I don't know if he was fully ready to be in that game on Saturday coming off a concussion. Now that's up to him and the play the team and all that kind of stuff. But super surprised with all the talk from the coaches and the players about what he's been in a locker room, what they've seen on the field, and what people have said they've seen, media has seen on the field at practices. And in his first game, he looked very, very good. And they cut him. Chris Jackson, I understand. It hurts. I liked Chris Jackson. I I thought that for a seventh-round pick from Marshall, he did a fantastic job. I thought he exceeded his expectations. I mean, how many other seventh-round draft picks from Marshall are going to come in and do and put on some of the be- some good film that we have seen? Sure, there's been some bad film. But I guarantee that another team picks up Chris Jackson. I'd be 100% shocked if he cleared waivers because cornerbacks and offensive linemen, the back-end depths are the, one, are the things that people are seeking in the waiver wire and he falls underneath the cornerback part. I would be very surprised. I thought Trey Avery making it was out of left field. I think he played admirably, I guess you could say. I'm not entirely sure, you know, when you when you really look down at it, he played 71 snaps Sunday, uh, Saturday night versus the Cardinals. He went from 17 snaps week one, 26 snaps week two, and then 71 snaps week three. He's a good tackler. He has no missed tackles. He has only he's allowed six for nine six catches on nine targets for 63 yards. He keeps everything in front of him. He did allow a big, long 37-yarder, so his stats would have been better had he not allowed that one in the Arizona game. Uh, no pass breakups, no interceptions. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why you take an unknown regular uh, commodity in the NFL and take him over someone like Chris Jackson or Greg Maven that you at least know as you're as your cornerback number six, that at least if they, they're called upon in a game, that they can go in and play. It's a, it's a perplexing one. Good for him, but I think he's kind of like Julius Chestnut. Don't get too attached to Trey Avery. And then we go to the safeties. Like I said, no Theo Jackson, which is really odd. I thought Joshua Kalu could make it. I didn't think he was going to make it over Theo Jackson or Tyree Gillespie, who I thought Tyree Gillespie played pretty well. And I think he just got really just got cut because the Titans wanted to keep that seventh round pick. I, I don't understand why AJ Moore still here. I think that AJ Moore will probably get cut soon. And then of course we go to the specialists. I'll praise Ryan Stonehouse. Leg of thunder. He is awesome. That's all you can say. Everything else will come to him in the in the game. But he, he punts an uncatchable punt. He's got a leg on him. Everything else will come. 
that will do it for football and over short episode i think i didn't really time myself i think it was a short episode follow me on twitter at efforts pod we are working through the hosting situations we've hit some complications but that's okay i will be here a fill-in will be here as a co-host or a real co-host will be here don't fret this will hopefully be the last episode the last solo show don't fret just a quick episode today thank you for tuning in brought to you by jasper's nashville next evolution sports bar go take part in the contest my name is zach lyons this has been football and other efforts you have just been f Broadway Sports Media Production.